Well, good day and welcome again to the Key to Travel podcast. I'm Steve Key and uh, again today with me I have my wife Cynthia. Well, hello. And uh, I decided to call this one, uh, Will You Destination Marry Me? (laughs) And uh, the reason uh, we're talking about this is because we have first-hand experience. We were uh, well, a funny plan between 20, New Year's Eve 2011 to the early hours of 2012 when we decided with a bunch of friends and over probably far too many drinks to mm-hmm. uh, get married at a resort. And at that time we had no idea uh, what we were going to do or where we were going to go. Uh, we were able to uh, do some inquiries and finally chose uh, Cuba. And... Uh, and I, I have to admit, it was a lot more planning than I expected. I mean, do you remember back to those days? Oh, I certainly do. And, you know, there wasn't as much information online and um, there wasn't um, a plethora of information from like Facebook or or even um, any social media sites about, you know, suggestions on where to go to get married and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, we fell right into it, and um, I mean, certainly a great experience. However, both being married before, there was a lot more paperwork and issues around that. Now, what are the things about uh, Cuba? Is they want uh, documents, but they want them translated into Spanish, and then they want them notarized. And then you had an interesting experience here in Toronto, having to go to the Cuba consulate to to get everything sort of all set and in paperwork. Do you remember that experience? Oh, absolutely. And I was at the uh, Cuban consulate three times. Um, on and In addition to that, it costs us about $1,500 in um, fees to have all of our paperwork um, translated, notarized. My name, of course, it had changed because I was married once before. Um, I had to have proof of the, the last name change, things like that. Hmm. Um, it was suggested to us, you know, before we got into this, that maybe we should have a, a small little um, civil service here and get married, although we didn't take that advice. <laughs> However, um, you know, we had we did have a great experience in Cuba now, once we got there. Yeah, and, and once you were at the consulate, I remember you having all the documents and they said, you can't bend them, you can't do anything with them, you just take them down there. When we arrived down at the resort uh, in Veradero, uh, we turned over this documentation. Uh, the, they reviewed the documentation, everything had to be in order, and then right. it came to the, the day of our actual wedding ceremony. And I remember standing in this gazebo and not exactly sure what they were doing or saying. They did do the the the, uh, the ceremony sort of in some Spanish and some English, but after a while, it was very regimented. It wasn't really a romantic. No, vowels. no, it certainly wasn't. Um, it was very. Uh, it felt like you know I was being sold to Steve or <laughs> something on those lines. He had to promise to educate me and so on and so forth. It was very odd. But, you know, we look back and we laugh at it now. Yeah, but then then the funny thing is, so we were married uh, in May of uh, 2012, 
and they say, well, we will send you your wedding certificate. And I go, okay, well, that'll take a month or two months. And I actually started to forget about it and tell the story about how we did get this wedding certificate. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, October 31st, uh, around night. 8 p.m., so absolutely Halloween night, maybe it was a little bit earlier, 7.30 maybe, um, we have decked out our garage completely into a Halloween haunted house. And Steve and I are decked out in our costumes <laughs> and we are, you know, we're giving out hot chocolate, we're giving out our um, uh, Halloween shots that we do for all of our adults. It's a fun time around here on Halloween and a vehicle pulls up in the middle of the road and stops. They run out and they th basically almost throw Steve a purelator bag or a, a courier bag of sorts and leave. He didn't have to sign anything. I thought I was being served. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, then inside was this very long form document all in Spanish. Well, then there were more steps that have to go with that. Oh, and it was also all crumpled up. It was crumpled up. But, yeah. but at that point, too, we had to register the marriage in Ontario. So this meant taking the document, getting it translated again into English, and then being able to go and finally get it. So we had a registered wedding. Uh, and so by the end of 2012, uh, we were officially officially married, at least in the province here of Ontario and in Cuba abroad. But it was a great experience and uh, you know one that uh, I don't think I'll ever forget. No, absolutely. So fun, fun things that went with it. You know, having a, a Cuban band play at the wedding, having our close friends and family uh, there. It was a, it was a wonderful experience. But uh, you know, you, you raised this point a little bit earlier, and we've had friends that have uh, since done a wedding uh, in Cuba, but they had a ceremony here first. And you know, I might suggest to people, if you want to save yourself some money, uh, and you still want the optics of being married uh, in another country. Uh, maybe you do the a quick ceremony here and then you go down and have just a fun time uh, at one of these resorts and th the costs are considerably cheaper we've done renewal of our our vows uh, several times we did it uh, most recently last year in Jamaica and it was a it was just a great fun you know experience oh, without the, without the pressure of of having to get all this documentation signed and countersigned and translated and uh, I tell you, the, the Cubans know how to be capitalists when they want <laughs> to. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> the, uh, about other countries, now there are uh, definitely travel uh, planners that can help you arrange the weddings uh, and, and you'll see them as, you know, we often go on uh, a lot of these trips and you see people come in with their wedding dresses. The airlines will often make uh, a special uh, case so you can bring the wedding dress on the plane and they'll, 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 they'll hang it and do things properly. Uh, some of the other countries are not quite as strict as Cuba. And for example, Jamaica, you do have to arrive and register, uh, and, but that's all in English. Uh, the Dominican, it's same being a Spanish-speaking country. Uh, you need to have uh, the, the, uh, the documentation. They notarize them uh, in the Dominican and just have to make sure you have your passports and any any details if you had been married uh, before. Uh, Antigua, which we both love, uh, another country where uh, certainly English 
is a first language, but you have to go to the courthouse itself and actually pay to get the certificate, and then there's a, a bit of a waiting period before you can get married. Now, there's lots of information now available if you go online and you, you can see uh, some of the details, but uh, it's really a, the personal choice to you. Uh, destination wedding provides you an opportunity to go down. It's not going to, you think it's not going to cost as much as a traditional wedding, but the time you start to put everything together, you know, those costs do end up, and I think you want the best wedding possible. Uh, we were at a resort uh, in the Grill, Jamaica, uh, a year or so ago. Beautiful setup on the beach, and uh, so you can go high end. You can bring 40 or 50 of your closest friends to this wedding, or you can do it with as little as, you know, four or six people, and that, that choice is up for you. Do you have any advice for people uh, that may want to do this, and they, they really are committed to the destination wedding? Absolutely. You know, I was thinking as we were chatting about this, um, the, the advantages of, of a destination wedding is that you do get to spend a lot of time with your guests. You, you know, you're eating every day with them. You're out and about. Um, people can do whatever they want. If they want to join you for lunch, they can join you for lunch. If they don't, they don't. They want to take a, a boat cruise, they go take a boat cruise. So it's really about having a blast with your friends. You have to think about the affordability, making sure you choose a resort that is in everyone's budget or as close to everyone's budget as you can. You can you'll never please everyone. And don't be offended if someone can't afford to go because you know we everyone has a different um, circumstances in their lives. Um, do I recommend it? I do, and because I love to travel. And I think it's just an, it's an absolute blast to have everyone together and doing some fun things. What I recommend if you can is um, check out the resort ahead or um, join the Facebook groups um, that uh, for that resort like fans of you know K11 Toto or what have you um, and ask questions really find out as much information if you, of, that you can if you've not been to that resort before. Well I think that's uh, some great advice uh, I know a lot of uh, couples wanting to get married in 2020 during uh, COVID and they had their plans sort of taken away from them uh, by not being able to go. I hope that you're all able to uh, to rebook and and have just a wonderful time. Uh, we can't wait to travel again. We can't wait to do it again. And uh, we've been married now five times. Five times. Well, once uh, once for real in Cuba and four times to uh, celebrate that. And maybe we'll do it again sometime really soon. So uh, enjoy if you're going to do a destination wedding you can add us to the invitation list. We may actually show up. We, we've done that before we, actually. We've arrived at those <laughs> weddings. So uh, I'm going to bring this to a close today. Thank you so much for listening and let's look forward to the day when we can all travel again really soon.